Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna. What's in your cup today, Zanna? Today I'm drinking an iced frappuccino that, that I picked up at the corner drugstore. How about you? I've got hotel coffee. That's right. We're once again at a book event. This time, it's our final event of the year, Love in Vegas 2023. In this bonus episode, we spill the tea on the nine book events. Nine. Wow. Nine that we attended this year separately and together and mention a few that we wish we had gone to. I think it's ironic that we're both drinking coffee when we're spilling the tea. Or maybe that's why we're drinking coffee. Is because we already spilled the tea. Okay, well, there we go. And we will also share some tips if you've never gone to a book event before and survival advice for those like me, the introverts. And we're going to start off, when we created this podcast, we had a few months of planning and looking at book events as a way to meet those who would become guests for our show and also meet the readers and others in the Romancelandia community. Make connections and... Make make, the connections and really get our feet wet. What we discovered very early on is that you need to plan ahead. This is tip number one. Way ahead. Yes. Way ahead. Make sure that you buy those tickets early. Yes, because a lot of them sell out very quickly. Especially the larger the event, the faster they sell out, it seems. Mm-hmm. It does so seem that way. If you are wanting to see your favorite author, your favorite narrator, then make sure that you get ahead of those. And these are planned generally one to two years in advance. Right. So yeah, there are some that are already selling for 2025 now. Exactly. And, yeah. So that is our tip number one is do this early. We did, however, manage to get tickets for most of these events, at least a general admission ticket, if not some other thing. So we were able to get, that's how we were able to get to most of the events, though we did start at the beginning of the year. And our first event was in March at Readers Take Denver. Right. And Readers Take Denver was a very large event, and it was quite a... I won't say a trial by fire because it was really a wonderful experience. No, it was it was very well organized, I think. And it had, of course, all book events and all events in general are going to have their issues. But I felt like it it was not so chaotic that it was difficult to deal with. No, but it was very large. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of people to see, but there were also a lot of attendees. And there were a lot of events that that were taking place. Because in addition to the book signing, which is generally why you go to these events, and, you know, signings with authors, with narrators, there was also Passion Flicks was a major sponsor. And they were premiering a, a movie and the second season of one of their TV series. So those events on the red carpet, etc. Those were all extra around the day's signing. Right. It so, added to the whole gala feel. Of yes. The thing. Yes. Yeah. And 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 it was a literal red carpet, and we got dressed up and and looked, looked all snazzy. Yeah. But not every one of these events is going to have a, a red carpet. No. Now they will they will each have something that is unique to them. True. For the book events that we went to, and the tips that we're going to provide you. 
these are the things that you will see most consistently. And one of those things is preparing for a day's worth of author signings and what wristbanding is. Right. Now, there are authors who are, some are more popular than others or have more titles than others. Or they have, they're having a moment. Yes. They, that they that have, seems to be sort of the thing too. Even if you've got a lot of an author who's very popular or has a lot of books, there are some authors who are just having a moment, whether it's like a book talk generated moment where there's so much excitement around them or whatever. Or a highly anticipated new release that happens at the same time as a book event. And so those authors are generally what is called wristbanded, which means that, that you will receive, rather than just standing in a very long line for a long time, you will receive a wristband or uh, be given a number mm-hmm. and then told to come back at a particular time and it'll either be announced or put on an app. Yeah, in the it's, case a, of it's a form of line control. It's so a form of line control and traffic um, monitoring. And it's very effective. Yeah. That allows you time then while you're waiting for your number to be called to go around to the other people that you want to see. Yeah. Then you can come back. And even if, say... Say you're number 50 in the line and you come back into the room, realize that they're on number 80, you can still get into the line right. because they have already called your number. Right. So you don't have to you're be not there missing for that. out. Yeah, you're not missing out if you go in outside of your window. And that's an excellent opportunity. I, what I really like about this is that it gives people a chance to go around to authors that they either you know, are are not the top of their list maybe, but, or even authors they've never read and go around and talk to these people and right. get introduced to new ideas of books that they might want to put on their TBR list. And yes, and it's an opportunity to see... That's to be read. <laughs> to be read. Uh, and it's an opportunity to see ones that, you know, maybe up and coming. Also... When you have the narrators there in conjunction, a lot of times the narrators who are there will have, they will be there because of the authors who are there. And these are authors that they themselves have narrated these books. And it's also an opportunity for the narrators to meet the authors, the authors to meet the narrators. So connections are made all over the place. Readers Take Denver was a big event, but it was a great way for us to get our feet wet. It was. And really get started in the world of book events. We made a lot of really excellent connections and and a lot of future guests. Guests that we have already had on the show Mm -hmm. and, and then future guests as well. It was time very well spent. Very much so, yeah. Our next one was in May at Wild and Windy in the City, which was in Chicago. And that one was smaller than Readers Take Denver. Well, Uh, they didn't have panels, at least not for the session that we went to. There's the the conventions that have panels, like Readers Take Denver, and then there's the ones that are basically book signings. Yes. Both have value. Both of them are great. But it's just kind of what you're looking for is to hear back from the authors or or the people involved in the industry then the panel ones definitely give you that yes and wild and windy in the city was one of those in which 
you have to get tickets right away. Yeah. Uh, we were not able to get tickets for the signings that were happening during the day, but they did announce a few months in that, I think it was about February or March, mm-hmm. they announced that they were going to be doing a Wild and Windy After Dark. And this particular section was where they featured narrators, but also uh, some additional authors right. who either came just for the After Dark event or had done the signing in the morning and then stayed the whole day, which right. kudos to them if they did it. because Yeah, because that was a slog. A yeah, that's a long day. There was a panel for, uh, for that one, but there was also uh, signings going on. But we did go to the After Dark event and mm-hmm. uh, were able to see a lot of, uh, of people. So even if we couldn't go to the day event, we managed to make a lot of good use out of that time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just hanging out in the lobby. If if you have that opportunity available, because also these book events happen in different locations. They're, they're sometimes in uh, small hotels. They're in convention centers. They are in, if they're in a convention center, that means that everybody's staying in different hotels. Right. Or they're in convention center hotels right which means that they it's a hotel but it also has several ballrooms that uh can be used for uh you know multiple events happening at the same time right one of the things that we are also noticing and here is another tip first of all wear comfortable shoes you are going to be standing oh for sure yeah don't wear the cute shoes nobody's don't, looking at your feet nobody's looking at your feet and unless unless it's a special event like the red carpet and even then be careful uh, even then be careful <laughs> having worn four inch heels right never uh, again they, even then be careful this is about you are going to be going through a marathon, not a sprint. And this is about your comfort. If you have an author's merch, it's a great opportunity to show your support for that author if you know that they're going to be at that event and wear their merch. It's a great opportunity to pick up additional merch because they're in addition to the authors, there are also vendors sometimes, not all of them, but quite a few of them. So you can pick up their merch and then wear their merch. But comfort is key. So that's probably our, really our second major tip is to make sure make that sure it's comfortable and make, make sure, sure you're comfortable. Yeah. Make sure you stay hydrated. Yes, because these ballrooms tend to be very dry. Yes, and, um, and hotel and, and hotels in general tend to be very dry yeah. because I would I would also add bring layers because sometimes it can be freezing and sometimes it can be exactly stiflingly hot. And it doesn't even matter the time of year. No, when we were in. Wild and windy. It wasn't quite hot yet in May in Chicago, but it was... In fact, it had rained the entire day. Yeah, it, it had rained most of the time. So check the weather if you're planning on, you know, going outside. And it's also a great opportunity to, if you can, and if you have the time around an event, to go out and yeah check the host city. Another additional tip is that what you will see at a lot of book events are book carts. People with wagons or with file box size rolling book carts. Now this is up to you as as to whether or not you want to use up the space in your luggage for them. Some of them fold flat. They do fold flat. However, I will say as a tip, 
make room in your luggage because you will not come away empty-handed. Even if you do not have pre-orders to, to purchase, even if you do not buy a single book, a single bit of merch, there will be something in your swag bag. Right. Usually, I think home. I've gotten books in pretty much every swag bag. Most of, yeah, most of them contain at least books and bookmarks and stickers and, and other small items. But you will be getting some sort of some sort of bag or tote with items in them. And so you want to make room in your suitcase for those. And otherwise, because you're dressing comfortably and if you're dressing in light layers, you really don't actually need to take a whole lot of clothes in terms of your luggage. So that saves more room for books. Wear comfortable shoes on the plane and just have those shoes. Yeah, just have those shoes. The ones that are easy to take on and off for TSA, but you can walk for miles in. Those are the best shoes for book events. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of exploring your locations um, when you are visiting a book event, the next event that we had, or I went to by myself, and it was Romance Invades the Canadian Rockies in Banff, Alberta, Canada. Holy for holy, that place is a beautiful place. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Romance Invades the Canadian Rockies next year will be in Calgary, which is a beautiful city. And I, I do recommend going to Calgary because it is a lovely city, but it's not in the mountains. It's on the plains. But it's only about an hour and a half to Banff. And I, you know, I can't stress enough how gorgeous it is there. And you really need to, if you have the opportunity, get yourself to the Canadian Rockies. Because they're <laughs> stunning. The event was, you know, the biggest adv advice I have there is because Miss Introvert, me, that went there, I did have a list of people that Jen wanted me to talk to. You know, our whole shtick is that I am brand new to romance and I don't really know any of these writers. I've not read a lot of them. And so when I go into a book event, I am not talking to anybody that I know. <laughs> What I have found is after I go through the list of people that Jen says I should talk to, and everyone's lovely. Everybody is excited to talk to you. What I do is I go around the room and I just talk to everybody. If and you know, if usually I avoid the ones that have a long line. They already have people telling them, you know, talking to them. So I find people who maybe don't have the longer lines and just tell me about your book. Tell me about your your work what should I read first? And that's a great conversation starter. And so that's my tip is go to people you don't know, ask them what you should read. Yes. And they will usually ask you, well, what do you like to read? And so exactly. you give them kind of a broad spectrum of what you like to read. And they will, you know, I have this book that talks about this, or there's this element in my book. And so it, it starts a conversation. This is what I look for when I'm looking for guests on the show is I look for people who are engaged and excited about their own work because they're going to be the best guests. They're also great to talk to at these yeah. book conventions. The other tip that I will give from Banff, again, I went by myself. I knew nobody there. I was not in a group of, of people. There was no social guide of anybody that I had to talk to. We had... 
there was one guest there that we had already had on the show and or one person that we'd already had on the show who was a, a narrator. And while it was great to catch up with her for much of the time, she was busy. So I, you know, I couldn't just hang out with her. So I sat down at a table with some other people and I started asking them questions. So this is something that I have seen at other book events that people are sitting at a table and they don't know who to talk to. And I would absolutely just say, start talking to the people at your table. So what I will usually do is like, who are you most excited to see? Tell me about their work. And it's a great conversation starter. And this is Xana the introvert right. saying, saying this. Yes. So when I sent Xana off with the list, these were authors that I knew were going to be there. One of the parts of pre-planning for these events and particularly for Zana and I, because we knew that we were going to be going to multiple events in a year, is that I most wanted her to speak to the ones who were not going to be at any other events for that year. Right. E either because of travel or they were just not comfortable doing more than one event, whatever their reason. And so those were the first ones that you talk to, even if they right. have a line. Right. Then you do as Xana suggested and move on to the new authors. Many of the events that we went to were independent authors. These are not, they are not working with mainstream publishers. They are either indie published or small publishing houses that they use for their books. And that is the best way. This is another tip is to learn about the independent authors mm -hmm. because there is a treasure trove of books. It really is. And they're every bit as good as the big publishing yeah, houses. It's just a matter of, of different distribution channels. Mm -hmm. And you can pre-order these books. You can go to their individual author's website to pre-order books and then you pick them up at the event. It's a great way for them to market to new audiences and for you to discover perhaps your new favorite. Yeah. And while Zana was off in Canada, I was in Los Angeles for the Chameleon Effect experience with Joe Arden. And while this was as a singular event for a particular book, there were also multiple authors there and multiple narrators so it was a book event as well but it was much much smaller and it was a specialty event if you are an introvert and if you are someone who is not quite sure that you are comfortable with those large crowds try and find the small events like those where there's only going to be maybe a dozen people that are there to sign whatever and start small. Yeah. And then you can grow into the larger events and take those on as well. Now, there were a couple of events that we just couldn't get to. Right. Uh, nine is a lot. We are not We are not suggesting to anyone. No, I wouldn't recommend it to even myself. It, yes. It's a lot. It is a lot, and it's a lot of travel. To and be fair, it's been super fun. It has been outrageously fun, 
but there are also other considerations. Yeah, like we have lives, we, we have we families, have lives, and we have jobs, families, and jobs, and you know, we don't also have unlimited funds either. <laughs> no, no. So there were a few events that we could not get to. One that we tried, but there was also one that was sold out pretty quickly. Also, it was a very, very large event. It's probably one of the largest on the book event calendar. And it it also happened to take place at a time when neither Zana or I could make room on our calendar. And that is Book Bonanza in Texas. This is This was started by Colleen Hoover and several other mainstream authors. And this was probably in terms of the number of authors and the number of signing artists that uh, this was probably the largest number. We have heard stories about how Book Bonanza went, but we don't know firsthand. Mm -hmm. If the opportunity presents itself, maybe. Maybe I would go to a Book Bonanza. Oh, yeah. And then there was Romanticon. Right. I was supposed to go to Romanticon. I was in the airport ready to go, and the flight was canceled, and they couldn't get me there until after it was over. Sadly, I just... I wasn't able to get to that. I don't know much about what happened there. Yeah, uh, I do understand that it was a, it, it's a smaller event. Right, it's a smaller event, which would have been nice, but, you it know, was, it, it, was it was just, just not meant not to be. in the cards. <laughs> yeah, not meant to be. But we did meet up again for Steamy LitCon in, in August, August mm-hmm. in Anaheim, California, uh, which is the home of Disneyland for those who don't know. Now, Steamy Lipcon was an interesting one because it is all about diversity and romance, and it was excellent. It was excellent, and it was a first-year event, Yeah, which, as, um, as a professional meeting planner for many years, I actually stay away from first-year events most of the time because they're still working out the kinks, and mm. they're still, you know, most first-year events are dress rehearsals, you know, there's room to grow. You know, I would say that Steamy LitCon embraced their kinks since they gave us all vibrators. Yes. Yeah. This, <laughs> this was a very special swag bag, everybody. Yes. Um, yeah. Best well, swag bag ever. <laughs> we do have to say, though, that there was a sex toy company who was a sponsor for Steamy yes, LitCon, which is, which yeah, is how was. we all got vibrators in our swag bags. But it was in a convention center hotel so that meant that they could have multiple ballrooms, multiple rooms for the signings. And they also had panels at, mm-hmm. at this one they as did. well. And by this point, we're, you know, halfway in halfway into yeah. our book events. And at this point, we're feeling pretty good about where we, you know, feeling comfortable yeah. talking to people, feeling comfortable about... And we're seeing people again yes we've met at other conventions and that that has become sort of the unexpected joy of this is that as we've gone through this year and gone to these booking conventions we're making friends that you know that are carrying over from from event to event from you know from from book life to real life and it's just it's been magical well and i have to say as as a lifelong reader of romance I, for many years, and particularly in the early years, my teenage years, college age years, considered book reading to be a 
altogether solo activity. There, you know, the I think idea, most people would agree with you. I mean, but but the idea that there was book communities never occurred to me. Right. Because of social media, uh, because of book talk, because and because of bookstagram, there is a community, and that community is you. You can see them at at the book events, and it is another way to connect face to face, not just behind a screen. If you know of you know if you have been talking with somebody on on a social media platform and you connect with one another, try and find them at the book event because yeah, for sure, you know all different levels of experience with these events. Yeah, organize like if you're talking to them on on any of those book channels, say you know we're going to be in this event. Let's get coffee or let's get a drink or you know yeah or or let's, let's organize just, a dinner. Even yeah, let's and, let's hang let's hang out. Let's hang out. And then once you have gone to enough of these events, when you see people, even though you don't talk to them on social media between events, you know you're seeing old friends again. Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's another tip that we can offer. Embrace the social aspect. of You know you already have something in common with these people. Yes. That's one of the hardest things about making adult friendships is trying to figure out what people have in common. And you are already passionate about passionate enough about this thing that you're com- willing to come to another city and hang out with a bunch of these people to meet these authors, meet these, meet these narrators go for it. Yeah. These are your people. Even when they are your friends, even when disaster strikes. (laughs) I will mention only briefly here that at the end of Steamy LitCon, uh, we got caught in a hurricane. So there was a, there was a hurricane that was projected and it turned out not to be quite as bad as we originally it was it was a windy rainstorm. It was a windy rainstorm, according to the South Carolinian. But there was also an earthquake that went with it, which right. you had not experienced before. Not that now. Level, no. Knowing that this was coming, we, you know, ch- changed travel plans and reshuffled some things around, and we had offers from other guests and attendees that do you need a place to stay still do you need uh do you you know because our we're past checkout time now in this case the hotel was extremely gracious Mm -hmm. and they offered at the convention room rate the opportunity for us to be able to stay in our own in the rooms that we had and since we were both staying we ended up and and since we were both staying we ended up just staying in our room another day but it was very gracious of the offers that we got, very gracious of the hotel. So, you know, that is another tip. Prepare for the things that you can't prepare for. Yeah. You know, if you if you take medications, be sure to bring extra medication. Yes. Have yeah. an extra day's clothes. I will say, yes. you know. Although I did like, enjoy shopping at the hotel store. For your, for your for hurricane, hurricane hoodie. hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so my my tradition is if I'm in a hurricane, I have to get I have to get a hoodie for the the place where it is. I've got several hoodies for the South Carolina coast, but now I have <laughs> now, now I have an Anaheim, Anaheim. I have an Anaheim hoodie. <laughs> I never would have thought that I needed a hurricane hoodie in Anaheim, yes. but I got one. 
<laughs> but you can still pack light and pack an extra day's clothes because there will be those just-in-case moments. Right. Uh, and the just-in-case will be the thing that you need. Mm-hmm. We then split up again. That's okay. It was only temporary. It was only temporary. But we split up again and went to separate events. And I went to Hopelessly Devoted, which was in Ontario, California, which is a little south of Anaheim. And this was another small event, um, about 20 or so authors. Because of some other things that were happening at the place I was staying, I, I was unable to go to too much of the events. But I did meet some new to me authors and it was nice after especially after such a large event like steamy litcon to go back to a smaller event and just look at the differences back and forth although they also had an incredible swag bag and there was jewelry in that one. Oh wow yeah and where were you so that same day when you were in California at Hopelessly Devoted, I was in Charleston, South Carolina at Lust in the Low Country. It was a bit bigger than Hopelessly Devoted. It was probably maybe 40 to 50 authors uh, in a pretty good size room. The spacing was great. You know, it was not too crowded anywhere, but there were still some lines and it was just, but it was, it was pretty laid back. I mean, it was very, very Charleston laid back. It was just, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody was was chill and it was all good. I met up with a bunch of people from Joe Arden's Audio Attic there and they kind of adopted me because Jen is very active there. I've become more active in, in that space just because the people are so great. This is one of the things that I love about this Romance Landia community is that everybody I've met has been just a phenomenal person. They adopted me, so I, I was instead of kind of going in on my own, I was in this group of, of wonderful women. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I think that one I could definitely go to again, because it's just down the road from me. And yeah. yeah, and that was our first week of October. Yeah, the second week of October. Yeah, the very next week, the very next weekend, we met up again for Indies Invade Philly in Philadelphia. This was another large anticipated event. Zana in in some uh, very I don't know if she had a crystal ball or what. But well, no, they so early on when this these tickets first went on sale, there was something that said if you are a blogger, you can register to become you know get a blogger ticket. And so I sent them a message. I said, well, you know. We don't technically have a blog, but we are podcasters. Podcasters. We have, you know, we cr- we're creatives who talk about books and talk about authors and and narrators and so on. And so, does that count? And they said, sure, that counts. And so, we got blogger tickets, which allowed us early entry into the signing room. There was still a lot of us. I mean, there's still a lot of bloggers, but it made it a whole lot more manageable for us to to talk to, to actually have a conversation that didn't impede with people trying to get their books, where we were able to say, look, we have this podcast. We would love for you to have... Be a guest on the show. Be a guest on the show. And it made it a lot easier for us to kind of get those things done where we were not impeding the reader's 
yes. ability to get their we books signed. could also finish up by the time that the real crowds were starting to come Right, in. right. And so, you know, even though Zana and I are different in that I'm an extrovert and she's an introvert, neither one of us is actually really comfortable in crowds. No. So, but for different reasons and... So it's, yeah, you'll hear you'll hear a little bit more about that in next week's episode. Yes, we always come in with a plan, and this is another tip that I would like to offer: mm-hmm. is take a look at the maps that they will that they will provide, usually on the event website, that tells you where each author's table is, where each signing artist's table is, and map it out draw yourself a line of the pattern that you are going to follow to see the most amount of people that you can see so that if it becomes too crowded and if you cannot bring yourself to be in the room and it gets a little overwhelming you can nope out (laughs) you can nope out knowing that if you have started off sticking to your plan that you will have at least seen some if not all of right. those people that you came to see and that you are spending money on this ticket for pre-planning is essential lastly that brings us to where we are right now in las vegas in las vegas for love in vegas 2023 as we are recording this we have not yet gone to the signing no but we will be very shortly. Very shortly. And, but we also... That we probably need to start wrapping this up so that we can get there. <laughs> so we can head down there. But we did, last night, we got VIP tickets mm-hmm. uh, that allow us early entry. Mm-hmm. And we also, uh, there was a VIP meet and greet and dinner event. I do have a tip about the tickets. So when these tickets came out for Love in Vegas, they released them in batches. It would sell out and then people would start panicking and they kept saying, look, don't panic. We're doing these in batches. You're, yes. you're going to get an opportunity to do this. I just kept an eye on it and I just kept refreshing. And then I happened to find the moment where they were available and I, Jen was unavailable to buy her ticket at that time. So I'm just like, I'm getting to. Yeah. <laughs> And it yeah, works. If you if you are paired up with a buddy, this is yes. this is why this system works for us. Is you can't watch the internet all the time, but maybe a couple of you together can. <laughs> uh, yes, and so if you and and we do suggest not going to these alone. Not only you know finding those when you're there, but if you can, if pair you can. up with a buddy, pair up with you know get together with a group and and plan it ahead. Not only for the event itself but it also is more cost effective if you can share a room with somebody if you can divvy out the 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 costs on on something yeah you can save a lot of money by you can save a lot of money even if it even if it's only you will meet up at the airport all together and take one uber right you know you're you're saving a little yourself a little bit of money because while these book events are a lot of fun and we've gotten so much out of them, and it's been wonderful experiences, every single one of them. They are expensive. They are. Take a look when you are in your pre-planning stage. Take a look at approximately what it's going to cost you. Add 20%. Mm-hmm. 
because there will always be incidentals. There will always be other things that you're not, right. you're not considering or that may happen like earthquakes, where, you know, where you end up having to stay a little bit longer uh, may, and you may need to have to pay for something mm-hmm. that you weren't expecting to pay for. So budget, when you're doing a budget for this sort of thing, always put in that 20% for the unexpected. And then if you, and then if the unexpected doesn't happen, then, hey, you've got money to come home to. Right, right. (laughs) So it's a win-win both ways. In going to these events, we have seen a lot of different styles of doing these things. Mm -hmm. You know, Zana mentioned like the tickets and batches. Not every, not every event does it that way. Right. Not every event. Each one of these events are done by a different planner. They are done in a different way. A lot of them are multi-year events. So these have been going on for multiple years. Right. And so they have a particular way of doing things that is expected by those who've attended in the past. Right. Each one of them is going to have their own standard operating procedures, if you will. Another tip that I want to offer is to go to the social media channels. Definitely. In particular, and I say this as somebody who doesn't use Facebook a lot, Facebook is the place to go for information about the book event. It does seem to be the most reliable for, yes. for a book event. If you will get, if you go onto the book events group page and each one of them has one, mm-hmm. if you go onto their group Facebook page, you will not only see information about how to get tickets, mm-hmm. the links to the hotel so that you can get the conference rate, You will also find out updates like if an event is sold out, they will have a wait list. Right. Or they'll have a place where you can do ticket exchange. Or, you know, if they break it up into a couple of sessions and you want to attend the PM session, but you only have an AM ticket, you can exchange it with someone else. If something happens, an unexpected event happens to a signing author, And those announcements are made on that Facebook page as well, so that if there is an author that you are highly anticipating and you're only going for this one author and they need to drop out for whatever reason, then you can make other plans as you need to. I will also say that those communities have a community aspect to them. They're around them. So if you don't have anybody to go with to a book event, which you you absolutely can go by yourself. Oh, sure. There are there are lots of benefits to, to having the buddy system. If you don't already have a buddy, these are these can be good places to meet buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, these can be good places to to build some friendships and to say, oh yeah. I mean, so for example, for this event, I've for got love in Vegas, for love yes. in Vegas, where we are now. I am picking up some pre-orders for somebody who couldn't make it, who lives not too far from me. And she had posted in the event saying, I can't make it. Can somebody pick these up? I live here. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So, you know, there's, yeah, there are, there are friends to be made. There are friends to be made. And this is where we issue the, your mileage may vary. You know, if you, if you know yourself well enough and know how you handle large crowds how you handle your interactions with people who are unknown to you, then 
take all of these tips into consideration when deciding to go to a book event and deciding which event book event to go to. Yeah. One of the things that we have experienced through going to all of these events, and we haven't even covered, these are just events in the U.S. We haven't covered the rare events. And by rare, I mean R-A-R-E, which is what the events are called. And they're held mostly in Europe and a couple in Australia. Do we know what rare stands for? I do not. Um, (laughs) Those to me are the ones that are uh, destination. Yeah. Because they will be in European cities like uh, next year will be in Paris. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. They were in, I believe, Florence, uh, Melbourne this past year. London. 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 And so romance author and reader events is what it's romance author and reader events is rare. And they, they they're held in several cities in Europe throughout the year. And it's, it's a lot to consider. And Hey, if you've always wanted to go to Paris, maybe, maybe going to rare Paris next year. Yeah. But also consider too, that if you are deciding between say Paris and Edinburgh, Remember that Paris is also hosting the Olympics next year. Oh, so man. that's that's something else to consider in terms of the cost of a hotel, <sighs> the cost of airfare, you know, the the considerations of getting around a city. So maybe maybe you do Paris the year after. There are lots of lots of moving parts. We are just giving you just a few of our Uh, best tips having gone through nine of these events Mm -hmm. for next year we're not going to be going to as many not so many we're going to some we will be going to some and we have already registered for some yeah our first event next year will be readers take denver again where we started and it'll be at a new hotel a massive hotel a massive hotel it's the gaylord resort which is multiple ballrooms and it's it's basically the size of a city, a, a city all, all on its own. But I am I am very much looking forward to it because it is going to be a huge event. A lot of people there yep. that I'm looking forward to seeing. So we're uh, uh, now tickets are already sold out at this point. But as we said, go to the Facebook page for Readers Take Denver. And maybe there may be people up until the event. There up may and, be right up until the event who have to cancel last minute. Yep. And so you may be able to score tickets. All of these events that we have talked about, we not only have appreciated the authors that we have talked to, the narrators that we have talked to, the actors that we have talked to, the book cover models that we have talked to. We appreciate our fellow readers. Yes, very much so. And you have guided us through these. You have celebrated your favorite books, shared your favorite books with us, your favorite authors with us. So we want to thank you readers of romance landia thank you for welcoming us into the world of romance landia and to this community of wonderful lovely people and we have links to all of these events that we talked about and to see those links please visit our website cupandsaucybooks.com for show notes and all of our previous episodes. You can also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 
If you like what you hear, subscribe to the show on your favorite pod platform and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time when we review Dirty Letters by Vi Keeland and Penelope Ward. And probably go on a few tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.